0: Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Uh, Awesome Wednesday Wednesday show. It's going to be a banger today. D'Anthony, one of our faves, is back on the show. Best in the biz of all time, in my opinion uh lisa ann is here lisa how are you last time you were on the show i was wearing clown makeup
1: yes uh that is true it was a first impression (laughs) it was definitely branded in my mind Uh, luckily from watching many clips i knew that was what you did not wake up like and not what you look like so this is a treat but it was a great clown costume thank you, you went all in you went all in
0: no and no, I appreciate you saying that some might say the Tom Selleck mustache is even better but I don't think you've seen <laughs> me without something fucked up going on which is rad that way if I came up to you in the streets you wouldn't know who I was sure. uh last time you were here uh we were we were chatting about uh dudes kind of knowing who you were out in public and everything else um we got a lot of questions from the listeners because you are one of the most searched porn stars of all time. Chances are, 90% of American men here walking around the streets have masturbated to you over their lifetime. Is that weird?
1: No, I mean, it's, it's part of what you put the material out there for, right? I mean, this is what we do for a living, and knowing that there's going to be individuals watching it, couples watching it. You know, that's all part of it. What is so weird is when in a normal setting, like maybe a restaurant, nice big table group of friends, to actually walk up to the table, though I know you want a photo, but before you want the photo, you actually need to express how often you have jerked off to me. That is when it gets uh, a little bit awkward and weird. And that happens all the time. Well, yeah, you just got to get and, more
2: creative about it. Like, Hey, my forearms are strong because of you. And then nobody really knows what you're talking about. Sure. It's not, I think that's a little bit better approach probably. Right?
0: Yeah. Because the, the wild thing about you personally, and, and I felt this after last show is you were so cool. You look identical. You haven't aged. I don't know if you're sleeping in a fucking chamber, a cryogenic chamber or something. so, It doesn't matter if people have been fans for 10, 15 years or whatever. You still look identical. Um, Some would say even better right now. And when you walk around, you're one of the most famous people there is.
1: You know, one of the greatest pieces of advice I was given when I first started my career was to stay consistent with my look. And at that age, I really didn't understand why. But what was taught to me was you're going to build generations of fans if you stay consistent with your look keep your hair color the same Mm -hmm. keep your weight within the same 20 pounds you know piercings tattoos markings all of those things with time stamping and also you might gain some new fans but you're gonna lose some fans when you change something so it is funny to time capsule yourself and say okay you know but you know you said cryo i just got back from cryo I go every day, five days a week. I go to the freeze tank. I do. And I love it. I also do the hyperbaric chamber. And if I could sleep in one and own one at home, I would, because I find that to be my favorite, favorite device. But I do these treatments and it all is anti-aging, wellness, you know, increased health, circulation, inflammation. So, It's part of my life to be able to keep me preserved enough that people still recognize me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because whatever you're doing, it's absolutely working. And um, uh, last show, once you were on, I started following you on social media. So I feel like I know you every day because you post a lot. You're always doing fun and exciting things. um, And you're also with a lot of athletes. Uh, It seems to me that that you're a, a huge sports nut. Um, and all these athletes are around you. Do they say the same things to you uh, that that you know normal strangers come up to you and say over time, or because they have a ton of money, they think they can wrench out or things like that?
1: You know, I think the younger athletes are pretty smart. They'll follow you on social media. They'll learn your tone. They know the cues. Listen. We all know if in a girl's Instagram bio, it says bookings at Gmail that yes, she is for hire, but I am not for hire. So that mistake is not made, but yeah, they're honest with me. Like they tell me like, oh, I love watching you. I've watched you for years, but it's different. It's a more gentle conversation. Mm-hmm. Usually the words jerked off uh, aren't really thrown out there, but you know, I feel In a unique situation of understanding what it's like to be on the road, which I did for so many weeks a year, for so many years of my life, becomes very similar to being an athlete. The fact that you're bouncing around all the time, uh, you're on these different time zones, you're doing different things. We have a lot of really relatable conversation, especially conversation about travel, cities, restaurants, weird food that we've eaten places. So it's like very similar, very different. And I get to lean in on their sports world and they get to lean in on my world.
0: So last time also you were here, you weren't married. Uh, at the time, you did not have a boyfriend. I find all of that impossible because, you know, one, you're attractive, but two, you're into sports. Everything, you're the perfect uh, guy's girl where it's just like, all right, cool. We can bring her to the games. We can do all the fun stuff with her. What's preventing that at this point?
1: Well, last year I traveled over 240,000 miles. So it makes it hard for me to be in one place. I mean, I was probably in New York 100 days at the most. And half of them were spent packing and unpacking. So I don't really have that space in my life right now. I know once I do, once it's a priority to me, I'll make it. But, you know, guys are a little bit intimidated by me. Everybody knows me. It's, It's a really unique spot I'm in because when I do get to go out, if I'm on a date and a guy will walk up and hand the guy that I'm on a date with their phone and say, hey, can you take a photo for me? Like there's a lot of situations that take place. And honestly, I haven't prioritized it. I was married when I was younger. Uh, though I enjoyed being married and I'll never rule it out. It's just not in my focus right now.
2: Well, how would you feel if your date, uh, took that phone and threw it into the fucking ocean and told that guy to get fucked? Cause that's <laughs> yeah. what I would do.
1: You know, it's it's the greatest thing a date ever did. I couldn't believe it. It was a first date. He looked at the guy. He goes, so what you're fucking saying is you're coming up this fucking table and talking about you masturbating. Like, have you been with a woman? Have you ever sat at a table on a date with a woman? And if so, would you want another guy talking to that woman? Like, and he went kind of psycho. And the guy just walked away. And as soon as the guy walked away, he started laughing. And I was like, that was by far the best response anybody's ever given.
2: And that does kind of sound like. Someone you know, yeah, it sure does. I like Stan to troll, Hall, trolling man. people is fun, man. Stan Especially Hall, like one of my favorite things in the world is making white people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Just saying, like, kind of casually racist stuff sure but like in a in, a, in a, an interrogative tone like i'm asking a question like yeah do you think that's all right and they're like oh i don't know i'm like shut the fuck up dummy <laughs> people are so weird man
0: and i think women especially like you who are powerful who are fun who are outgoing who make their own money who really don't need you know some guy to come in and be like well i'm gonna take care of you financially and you're gonna live on my yacht for the rest of your life and and uh kind of be a chain slave like princess leia i think you want to hit her in your life i think you want to hit her in your life like a dan holloway where it's like hey you go out you're protected you don't have to worry about shit you don't have to worry about these assholes and that's the same way i feel about this taylor swift travis kelsey relationship where she's finally got a a dude in her life where it's just like all right
1: A, a man she has a real man in her life for the very first time i'm so excited for her
0: it's probably got to be shocking. Uh, Delco, our producer, said that it was probably a sexual awakening for her as well. Well, it's going on for a lot of
2: uh, these women who were lied to by society that they don't need no man or whatever the fuck, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not about the material shit. It never had anything to do with that. We've been programmed biologically uh, in this current iteration of DNA for about one hundred fifty to 200,000 years. But over the course of our evolution for 3 million years— for men to be aware and observant and and protect and for women to go about the social parts of life. Mm -hmm. It's like, it isn't about what's right or what's wrong. It's just what is motherfucker. Right? So we, we're so smart. Human beings are so smart to deny their programming on a, on a wide scale. And then like, Oh, I'm so unhappy now. I don't understand why, because you're a fucking idiot. That's why.
0: Yeah. And is that what you're looking for personally at this stage of your life?
1: Uh, the hitter oh yes. yeah um, the, a, a man and and I will say and, and I don't want to put any shocks out there into the universe but I think that like we've kind of switched roles in a strange way where especially with the younger generation it seems like the women are stronger and the men are a bit weaker and a bit softer and that's like a really weird thing for me uh, it's not that I'm looking for total machismo but like soft and 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 I see it from the interactions that I have and I'm just like wow men are not repping the same way they were repping when i was growing up
0: i know it's different right and it, it's it's amazing how quickly it changes this is something that dan and i always talk about you're you're able to see it in a span of like 15 20 years how how much worse it's gotten as far as what a man uh, the definition of one is these days where it's got to be i it, it's got to be a turning point where you're looking at it like all right we need real dudes back again and, uh, and I think we'll get there, but well, we're going to go
2: to war. So straight white men are about to get real popular again. <laughs> That's right. That's how it goes, <laughs> bud.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: So I've been having this, we're going to go to war theory as well. So what's your timeline that you believe this is going to take place?
0: Um,
2: well, we'll see, right. The national security council's meeting, uh, well, they met yesterday, To discuss how they're going to approach this Iran situation. And Iran's trying to bloviate fucking posture as well as saying they're going to strike back decisively and blah, blah, blah. I mean, who knows? I know that the military industrial complex, these politicians who make money off this shit, definitely want us to go to war Mm -hmm. because it's not their ass on the line. They're not going to fight anywhere. Um, but,
1: But do you think if you asked a generation of 18 year olds right now if they understood what the draft really meant, they would know?
2: Uh, I mean I th- conceptually yeah, but they don't really know what it means. I think Canada would get a lot of new residents probably. We would have to build <laughs> yeah. a wall at the northern border to keep people from escaping this time. The snow Wait um, a second, is yeah. that
1: why they're letting so many people in the southern border? So that when we have the exodus out the northern border, it's balanced out. Is that what's happening? You gotta have
2: uh, people here to
0: procreate, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I mean it's good. <laughs> yeah. me. It's
2: getting hotter, so it's not a surprise that white people are moving farther north and and Mexicans are moving, or Guatemalans or whomever else, right? Right. Moving farther north as well. I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. It is. I, I don't think It's that, an
1: interesting time. You know, I yeah. just... I thought you guys would really like this. So I put it in a picture box yesterday. I have one of the greatest Valentine's Day... Well, it actually is the greatest Valentine's Day gift I was ever given. So this, this was February 14, 2019. Uh, this flag was flown... And, you know, dedications get to take place, Mm. you know, all about this. And I got this flag dedicated and given to me with some letters from some soldiers and a nice photo of them that I have in here. And so I put it in this picture box so I can be so proud of it. One of the greatest. gifts. No guy's going to beat that gift. That's
0: awesome. Uh, Do you talk about your political leanings on your show?
1: I don't, you know, we live and it's funny. I just ordered I just got that new book. A comedian wrote a book about cancel culture that I cannot wait to read. Which one? We're just in this. Oh, the Canceling
2: of the American Mind? Is yeah, that you it? can grab it. Go ahead. Um, it's close. It might be I The Canceling of the American Mind. That's my uh, my friend, Ricky Schlotz, and the guy, one of the authors, Greg Lukanoff, from uh, The Coddling of the American Mind, which I've talked about quite a bit. It's a really good book, if that's mm-hmm. the one she's talking
1: no. about. No. It's it's a cancel culture dictionary. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, he's... Jimmy is... Uh, he's getting pretty popular. He is, yeah. Very popular, actually. They're They're talking about giving him another full-time night show on
0: Fox. Oh, no shit. Yeah. yeah. Dan and I have been going on Jesse waters once a month, uh, over there. Love it. I also love the way they've turned the direction of their programming where it's more comedic throughout the hours. Uh, and it's less serious because let's face it, you flip on over to NBC and you see Rachel Maddow and everything, It's performative, but like the end of the world is coming and it's just so goddamn depressing to watch on a daily basis. I I actually enjoy what what Fox has been able to do over there. I was unsure of it at first, but uh, they've been knocking it out of the park. Is that something that would interest you? Because I can see you easily hosting one of these shows or your own betting show on ESPN or something like that. Or is it because of what you do that they won't give you that chance?
1: ESPN would probably be tough. I do do some ESPN radio spots, which Mm -hmm. is great because that just shows a little bit of moving the needle, right? Because ESPN being owned by Disney. But I, I, I look at ESPN and I look at the shows that you watch and how many hours all of these people work. It's not a joke. I mean, you're doing a betting show at nine in the morning. They're having you do a hit at one. You're back on at three. You're there. It's like, I'm sorry, I have no interest. I have no interest for somebody to have that much of my time. I like to be able to I'm in this space where I get to divide my time to all the projects I'm involved in, all the businesses I own, my teams. And it's it's given me my own kind of autonomy. Right. But as for news, like people are just too uneducated to really figure out the truth for themselves or to be concerned about someone's opinion being right or wrong and and they just kind of go down whatever network they watch and that's what they believe and when you say the end of the world you know i believe that some news networks are truly just trying to make sure that everybody's as stressed as possible so they can be taking as many medications as possible because we know nobody profits more from pharmaceuticals than politicians yeah so it just makes perfect sense to keep everybody in incredible fear to convince everybody how much anxiety they have to force everybody to believe that you know ADD is is forever and you need to take medication you need to do all these things like that's really the turning of the American dollar right now is pharmaceuticals.
0: Yeah. Cause uh, the reason I bring up the ESPN thing, I think with McAfee coming over and some of those guys, they had a huge social media following. So do you, uh, I'm looking at your numbers here, 4.6 million followers on Instagram. Um, you know, McAfee's show shows drawing right around 725,000, uh, watchers. I, I feel somebody like you who could come on and do a betting show or something like that. And we're able to bring just a quarter of your followers. You'd be good to go ratings wise on something like that. But I do know it is owned by Disney and uh, you know, the issues that they've had over the years as far as some of the people they've hired. Um it's a tough one. Look
1: at what just recently happened with McAfee and Aaron Rodgers. I know. I mean, I watch the show every minute it's on every week. So I'm I'm fifteen to twenty hours a week in on McAfee. So I watch every day. I go back on YouTube, watch later in my office when I'm working. I like the third hour because it's not on ESPN and they're a little bit more themselves, you know, but uh, I lived for Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays because, uh, what I liked the most about it was that nobody that watched the show would then add in commentary on social media about what was said and what was done. Mm-hmm. And none of these people watch the show. They, they, they just get one clip and it's like a game of telephone. Well, now I'm going to spread this cause I heard this and then this, and then this. And I mean, when it was the season ending episode, which is always the regular season ends in the NFL and that's when Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays end. I couldn't believe it. the next day everybody's like, oh, be fired Rodgers. He's not having on anymore. I'm like, if you don't watch the show, don't talk about it. Sure. That's my opinion.
0: Sure. And I, I, cause me personally, I'd love to see you on there. The, uh the Uggos they have. Look, I, I'm just ter- I don't want to stare at ugly people on television and I don't think they should be there. <laughs> I personally would love to see you on ESPN and that would make it a little easier because your takes are great. Last, last time you were on the show, Uh, I tested you on your fantasy football knowledge and full disclosure. When we got off the air, I looked at Dan and I was like, motherfucker, she really does know her sports. Like that's gnarly.
1: I got a new trophy up there on my shelf for this season. You see that one up there? Did
0: you win it? Did you win the fantasy? Oh, Uh, that
1: I've been in that league since 2015. And this is my second win. So it feels really good.
0: Who's in the league first of all. And then, uh, and then who'd you have on your roster?
1: it's all fantasy football uh broadcasters and it's a it's the fantasy football nerd so it's a bunch of different hosts and writers in the industry. It's a charity league, so there's a buy-in and the winner chooses the charity of their choice for all of the winnings. Um, and it was a miserable season. Uh, it's a super flex, so two quarterbacks. Oof. Yeah, every second quarterback I had was injured, so I was putting a wide receiver or a running back in that spot. Up until the very last game, the championship matchup, where I went and I went and picked up Joe Flacco because my other choice was Tommy Cutlets. I played Derek Carr, the semi-championship. I, I'm like Derek Carr. That was like 34 <laughs> fantasy points. Like uh. it was, but it was just scrappy. It was one of those leagues where I was like, every week I felt like I was taking three people off my team and pulling four more from the waiver wire, made a couple of trades But well, the biggest play for me this year was I picked up Kyron Williams, the running back for the Rams. And I picked him up as like my last pick in 10 out of 25 of the leagues that I was in this year. And I yep. did it only because I felt like, If you remember, Cam Akers and the Rams had a little moment last year. They weren't vibing. They were kind of fighting. Then he stayed. And I was like, you know what? There's no way that relationship makes it through the season. This young kid, fresh legs, he's going to come up. And he's going to crush
0: it for me. And he's good. Yeah. Kyron Williams won a lot of people championships. Uh, Nico Collins was one for me this year. And uh, Sam Laporta, the the tight end for Detroit, got a lot of people titles as well. And then obviously CJ Stroud. Holy shit. Um, He was undrafted in almost every league we had. And I was surprised to see it. Uh, So a lot of different winners this year. Was Matthew Berry in your league by any chance?
1: Not this one
0: no okay i I, I played in the, the league, league with, with him
1: for a couple of years. He's
0: yeah. a cocksucker. do you like him? yes
1: yeah, he's he's good at what he does. you know what I mean? He's, he's good at what he does
0: he's good at what he does. I just want, I don't want to hang out with him in real life, but yeah, <laughs> I beat him, and that was like my one claim to fame, and somebody yes. i yeah I forget yes. i and like and I got thrown out of the league afterwards, but um I'll never forget I was at a dinner with uh an agent and I told him the story, I would beat him or whatever, and they're like, oh yeah. He's in like, you know, 50 leagues, so yeah. sure, he can't win all of them. And I was like, fuck you. Just give me this moment. You know, why not just mm-hmm. give me this moment? I'm a champion. I uh, want to switch on over to AI with you here. Uh, going back okay. to that Taylor Swift thing, seeing all the pictures and how realistic and everything is getting, she's contemplating a lawsuit right now. Did you see any of those AI pics uh, that are floating around of Taylor Swift on the internet?
1: I saw some blurred out versions in some news articles I read, but I didn't really want to go and search them out. I didn't really want to see them. It's definitely going to be a battle. Um, I know the most important thing in the beginnings of the conversation of AI was a trademark, Mm -hmm. take all the trademarks that you have and trademark them for AI. Uh, Then having an AI trademark attorney now on deck that is constantly scouring the internet. I just so happened to catch a deal. Uh, There was a guy pretending he was my agent. And he had collected a bunch of audio for my podcast and he was two days from getting a $50,000 signing bonus from an adult company that is licensing AI voices of adult stars for like this, like chatting thing. Right. Mm. And so then I realized, okay, now I got to find out every company doing this. And I have to have my lawyer send a letter to every company in advance First of all, why would you trust some random person with a Gmail that is just using my logo and saying they're my manager and not try and find me on social media and verify? Like, because they probably knew there was going to be a huge profit margin in it. Yep. So There was that. I was able to cock block that. But the one that got by me, there was a company out there selling custom videos for $1,000. And I say the guy's name. I do all the things the guy wants. One of my fans bought one and sent it to me. And what I realized through the conversation I had with him was, I said, well, you know, the thing with AI is you can't see any breathing. You can't see any skin texture changes. Like during a good scene, you see skin color changes, you see perspiration, you know, you see all of this and you can't, you you can, you can, you can, can, I could tell the whole time I'm going through this with him. And this guy says to me, well, you know, now that girls use so many filters and change their face, sometimes their own pictures on Instagram look like AI. So I can't with my naked eye tell the difference anymore. So I was able to squash that company, but they sold quite a few of these. And that's when I realized now um, I have a team that all they do is look for counterfeit stuff, Uh, whether it's scenes, voice notes, whatever it may be, it's out there.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's what I really wanted to get into because Dan and I have been chatting about this, uh, for the last few months. Um, Tom Cruise, a long time ago, was one of the first celebrities to sell everything all the way around. We don't know the number, um, but he was way ahead of this. Dan and I have a guess of a billion dollars, uh, at the time, but who really knows? But with somebody as iconic as you, with how good this technology's getting, If you were able to sell your rights and then they could create endless content in different videos, uh, porn and all that other stuff for people to watch, that would be a a pretty hefty paycheck uh, for years and years and years to come because you have already established yourself. I feel like if you're new starting off, you might not have that big of an opportunity because no offense, I'd rather see you. Um, Is that something you're working on with your agents right now on how to exploit All of this and get a big overall deal for looks and and rights and everything else. The one I just watched recently, because it it is getting very, very close, was uh, the AT&T chick, Lily. Um, Those videos have been going around everywhere. It was about an 18-minute video that I only watched for work, Lisa. That was the only reason I watched that. Um, but throughout the video, you're right. You don't notice if somebody squeezes your arm or something else.
1: No veins. No, no veins. Nothing. No um, markings. No
0: markings. Yeah. No skin tones. No like breathing. Yes. No breathing. Uh, now when she moves.
2: Suffocation.
0: No breathing. Right. right? You, you could do Papa a lot Roach of those style. videos. It's, yeah. No, I mean it's just the song. Sure. We'll play it and, and yeah. then license it from Papa Roach. Yeah, but uh, with with her, the only time I noticed it in an 18 minute video were head turns, where the head was kind of different in those, but the body looked at like what I thought the body would look like. And the scary part for me was if we're this close now, where are we at in three to five years? Whereas somebody like you, who is an icon, you could really capitalize on this.
1: I can. And what I'm doing is I'm studying the companies right now that are doing it. And I'm seeing who I think is going to survive, right? Because you know, Everybody is trying to jump into this space. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people that are jumping into it don't know it. Kind of like when we first got the internet, everybody thought they could start a website and it was going to be a great website. They learned quickly. So I'm really kind of getting a network going of other stars in the industry who are starting to make this move. Seeing the vibe, how do you feel about this company you're working with? What are they offering you? And letting kind of that foundation be built to see where I stand in percentages, how this is being produced, what the limits are. The one limit I have is I don't want to do a lot of uh, the the biggest money right now is actually just the AI girlfriend that texts with you. And these guys are paying so much money for this AI girlfriend but I fear that I'm building a fake relationship with somebody that once they become obsessed what keeps them from coming up to me right what yeah. keeps them from not getting so confused that this look we've seen people fall into fake relationships ninety98 fiance like they don't even know these people right so that's my fear and so I want to be able to build it how I'm comfortable with it scenes okay great uh, but individual interactions. I'm just not as comfortable with.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Because, uh, as this goes along, um, it keeps getting more and more, uh, I don't want to say out of touch or unrealistic, but, um, we had, who was on the show, Dan, and, the, and they said they paid somebody overseas in like the Czech Republic or something to do all their chats for them on OnlyFans. fans.
2: Um, yeah, I don't remember who that was. I, don't remember, I forget who it was. Yeah, that's but, pretty normal, though. Uh, oh, it
0: was uh, you know Candace. It was uh, uh, Eva Lovia um, was on the show. She was telling us about it. Um, She's great. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but but you could do that as well. Uh, but you're right. As over time, be like, yeah, somebody's going to come out of the woodwork yeah. and try to fucking kill you. And you definitely
2: want to leave New York before that happens, because they're not going to oh, fucking fuck yeah. protect you at all.
1: No. Are you kidding me? And I have no car. You're walking. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. Two things on this. I was at a trade show about a year ago next to a girl who had someone else running her only fans mm-hmm. and a guy came up and it felt very close to her. And it ended up being this really uncomfortable situation where it just triggered with him that he had been spending all this money on messaging and never spoke to her. And it was a really uncomfortable situation. I said to her, like the DM this is why you don't do this. I get it. It's greed. Everybody's like, oh, I can be making more money doing something else. Mm-hmm. I run my own OnlyFans. I use it as a library for my scenes. I do a live show once a month where I engage with my fans. Now I'm adding in dating Q&A and fun things because I realize there's a good community I've built, but my people know that I have other jobs. So I'm going to be in the messages for an hour in the morning, an hour or two at night, and that's it. And if you have to wait, you have to wait because would you rather wait or would you rather be flirting? with a guy that's talking to you as the star that you think you're talking to. And I think anybody who thinks OnlyFans is going to be here forever, to me, this is going to be the straw that broke the camel's back because it's misleading. And when you sign up and you're on the terms of OnlyFans, it clearly states that no one else is allowed to be messaging for you.
0: I agree. And at some point, uh, you want to feel like you did have a personal action with the person you are paying for. Uh, recently, there was a guy who went up to his favorite porn star at one of those conventions, and uh, it turned out he had spent, what was it, Bob, $68,000? 65000 Yeah, 65000 yeah. yeah, on think, OnlyFans. I think Kirill had him on. He did, think... yes. Kirill had him on his podcast. Yeah. Uh, and the guy said, look, I have the fucking money to do it. However, it was the same awkward interaction that you're talking about because there was footage of the two of them meeting for the first time at the convention. And it was like, hey, I'm so-and-so, you know, and it's exactly who you think it yeah, looks I like care. in your mind. I, I
2: don't care how rich you are, a guy that spend, uh, <laughs> no man that's going to fucking spend 65K on a woman regardless of how much money they have um, that they never meet can make eye contact with an actual human female. Mm -hmm. Like that's not happening. Yeah. Right. Like it's two different groups of fucking people there.
0: Yeah. It was great. It it was very, very awkward. You watched it go down. And then, you know, from a, just a viewer standpoint, I'm looking at it like, does she feel obligated because this guy spent $65,000 on her to do something or hang out with this person? That's also pretty fucking murky.
1: Well, you know, you can't even write the word meet on your OnlyFans anywhere. It won't send a message. It won't post because they don't want us meeting off of this site. So there's a reason they don't want us meeting off of this site is because of that fear of the entitlement a fan might have. It's spent more than another fan. Mm. It is a great platform to be used properly. Uh, but from the days of websites where our webmasters took between 40 and 50% to run your site, because we didn't know how to code, we didn't know how to do HTML. Now we have OnlyFans, they take 20%, and what's blowing my mind is how many performers are spending 30 to 40% to someone else to run it for them. And now they're only down to getting like 40%. You're right back where you started. This was supposed to be a hands-on deck. You do this when you have time. You know what I do on Sundays when I watch football? I sit down and I, for eight hours straight, am loading my content for the entire week. And then all I have to do is the messages. So they're getting, there is ways, it's a business, do it, make the whole 80%. It feels so much better than only making forty percent.
2: What about uh, meat, like steak? Because I was thinking about starting an OnlyFans, and it's just pictures of all the steaks I eat.
0: Yeah, would he be able to send out meat, m e a t, to yeah. people, or would yes. they nuke that too?
1: He would. He would be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. That would be totally. You could. You could do your only pans and cooking site for sure with all your. I meat. like but, that
2: only pans. Yeah. Big fan of that. Dude. It's only cast iron well, the- pans too that I <laughs> yeah. use. So. Go ahead think about what
1: the platform has done for the industry in general think about the fact that there's so many more creators that think they're a star but nobody really knows who they are mm-hmm. outside of their platform you know it's it's just different you still have to shoot for studios you still want to be out there and i think it's created like as isolated as the men are that are addicted to these platforms that are messaging all day it's also isolating for the performer to be just alone doing this all the time. So I'm always preaching to everyone how important it is to do trade shows and to work for other companies and to just keep getting out and making sure you're not just getting consumed by OnlyFans. Because if it goes away, you have nothing.
0: Yeah. And it almost seems like you're the, the advocate or the leader for the, the, the porn community. Uh, a lot of the stars that we've had on the show, they all say they look up to you. I think you've been named drinking bro of the week, maybe three times uh, by different mm-hmm. actresses and things like that. And, and what they said every time was she will sit down with you, talk to you as long as you want, give you advice, uh, how to make money, how to take care of yourself, how to look after your finances and all that stuff. Um, so you are changing a lot of, uh, of people's lives within the industry. And we've heard that on our show several times. So I wanted to let you know that, um, if you have advice for somebody else, who's just starting off today, what would you do? Would you start off on Instagram and then have a link tree and things like that? How could somebody get started in a safe way and make a lot of money?
1: Well, Instagram does not like a link tree that goes to an OnlyFans page. And as a matter of fact, they do a street sweeping about four to six times a year. And they delete a lot of people's pages that have that link tree. Uh, Instagram is, is a no age verification site, and they don't want to be going to an adult platform. But I would say this. I would say start to build your community on social media with cute pics. Don't give it away on Twitter. There's no need yeah. to put a new photo out on Twitter where you could sell it for $5 and the DM on your own. It's like, think, think about, it, think about it and also find some things that you're interested in that can help you carry conversations. You wouldn't believe that when I do a live show, the first 30 minutes is just talking sports with everybody in the room, but everybody's having such a great time and, and we have these conversations. So it gives me a connection with my community. A lot of the DMs. On the weekends are about the games betting picks like fun stuff i feel like if you're only one dimensional that when you get onto your live stream everybody's gonna start barking at you but when they're barking at you it's like show your feet bend over do this do this right. It's like you need to have some control of that room and you need to have some common ground that kind of diffuses that kind of chaos so bring something to the table if you like to cook cook a bit on your social media gather in some people and then go out there. And then the most important thing I challenge everyone to do save every single dime you make for the first 90 days and invest that money immediately. Start from scratch after that 90 days, as if you never did it before, and it will already be worth the fact that you took this step.
0: And then where are you putting the money in like the S and P 500, something safe like there with a safe return or a savings account?
1: I would go with a safe return and I suggest getting it out of your reach. You know, get a financial planner that you have to actually talk to to get your money out or go to a bank that you're not going to set up an ATM card. You're not going to, you're not going to have a a checkbook and maybe a high yield savings account that you have to actually walk it in person, not do it online. If you don't have access, the money will keep adding up because then what you want to do monthly is start driving money from that, your main account over to that account monthly, it's the lack of savings that really creates a desperation in the industry. And it's the strangest thing because the money just comes in and it just doesn't get saved. It just gets spit back out as fast as you could believe.
0: Yeah, and especially with today's world, there's so many fucking apps and, and things that you can just send money quickly, Zelle, Cash App, PayPal, all that other stuff, that it doesn't feel real either. So as soon as it comes in, you see this digital number, and then you look at your favorite pair of shoes that was recommended to you by Instagram, and you're like, you know what, I'll fucking buy those. They're $180. And then there's something else, and then there's something else. Uh, there is something, too, going in and out of a bank where it, there is some finality to it of like... Well, this money's in the bank and well, I not, can't get it out.
2: It's not just finality, it's delayed gratification. Yeah. Right. That's the real yes. that's the real key. That's it's the
1: best a, thing you, right there, is that delayed gratification.
2: Yeah, you gotta be able to pause and think for a minute. Sure. And then do something right? Convince yourself, make it, make it a habit of having to convince yourself to do things. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: No, I agree. Uh, I put a certain amount in the account and then a certain amount in a safe that way I I can't touch it or, you know, digitally put it in a bank for a while and all that stuff. And, uh, it's a nice balance. Uh, what's one of the most fucked up things that's happened to you during one of these live feeds or one of these fan interactions where it just went too far and you're like, Hey, I got to end this right now.
1: You know, not really anything going too far, but the night that David Schwimmer passed away, I was doing a live. And so Shit, did David Schwimmer died? die? Did
0: Ross die? I'm, not kidding. I'm, sorry, I'm not sorry, kidding. No, I'm no, it's, uh, Chandler no, no yeah, it's, it's
1: Chandler. Yeah, oh, it's Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. Perry, yeah. Matthew Perry.
0: It's so, he can't hear you anyway, so you're okay. good.
1: I'm so sorry. So, but it happened during the live, and so everybody started talking about it, and I was like, like I can't do anything now. Like To me, that was it. Now we're talking about a, a, a death, Okay, there's nothing hot about this. I'm not taking my clothes off. We're not going any further here. So I was like, all right, everybody, if we want to just sit and talk about our favorite friends moments, we'll do that. (laughs) But I'm not continuing this stream. You have killed, and by the way, do not bring news into my stream. It's the one hour a month where I don't care what's going on in the world and where should you. And so they learned a very valuable lesson that night.
0: You didn't say, look, we'll, t- I'll take this to the jacuzzi and we'll keep the video going. Nailed it. Yeah.
1: No. I'm no. like, we're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you would be a bad news bears in my show. Forget about it.
0: Uh, has anybody ever showed up at your house? You're in New York. Taylor Swift's her house just got broken into a couple days for like the fourth time. Oh, really? Oh yeah. But like the, it, it's I I, why, why, why guys.
2: doesn't she have, she's rich. Why doesn't she have uh, some people like me standing there with fucking rifles? That's what I don't understand. I mean, but, God damn. But, it's but, not that expensive for somebody that's making that the kind of money she is. Your safety is not that expensive, bud.
0: Yeah. And in New York, cause I, I've lived there a, a few times in my life and I went to grad school there. Uh, there was one, Super famous actor. I won't say who it was that was uh, doing a play underneath my my class. And uh, he lived near me. It's so easy to follow somebody home in New York and not really be seen or noticed because there's so many people out in the street. Is that something that worries you live in there?
1: I actually feel safer here than I did in L.A. I was a sitting duck in LA. I, once, once your home address gets out in LA, there's people on your porch every day, which was a very normal TMZ thing, uh, that, that you would just get called out. Paparazzi aren't allowed to hang outside of your home in, at New York. Mm-hmm. So in the city. So that makes it a lot easier that if there's not paparazzi outside, somebody can't figure out what that street sign was, can't figure this out. I do live right across from a police station with intention. I do have a lot of police officers in my life friends, security of that sense, but I moved into a building with armed guards. Um, and we have really strict policies about who can even, what would even make them call to my apartment that somebody is downstairs. Like they wouldn't do that. If somebody came up the desk and asked for me, we have a whole system that we go through of if I'm having a guest, what the approximate time they would be coming. My guests have to text me and tell me what shirt they're wearing. I'm going to tell that to my staff. It's really serious. I take it very seriously. I'm diligent when I'm walking around the city and I always am armed. Um, So, and I'm not afraid Uh, whatever I would have to do to somebody that tried to do something to me at this point. I don't think we should be afraid to do anything um, because everybody else is getting away with everything. So if anybody comes to me, you know, I I pulled out a knife a couple of weeks ago because I had to, because the guy just got too weirdly close to me and he was just following me for a couple of blocks. And I'm just like, you know, I will put a knife to your throat and I will tell you if it's you or me, it's you. And I don't give a fuck about you. (laughs) And they'll walk away immediately. But like people will say to me, you know, that's illegal. Illegal is anything. Illegal at this point. You see what's going on in our subways? You see what's going on in our streets? No, no, no. It's like, like going through customs right now. I go through customs, I'm like, I mean, here's my passport. I'm taking it right back. Why do you even care about me? So I, I just armed myself in LA. It was just so different. And in LA, it can take an hour to get cops to you. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. another very scary thing. Your house can be getting broken into you can't get cops there. But a lot of retired officers now in New York are doing a great job doing security. Uh, we go out with armed guards whenever we go out, if it's me and my girlfriends, uh, if I'm doing an event, I have an armed guard with me. Uh, it's the best money you could ever spend. And I'm never going to be afraid to protect myself.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Looking back on it, cause I've lived in both cities in New York. You're right. There was always a dorm in there. Uh, you had to get through a couple people, sometimes a security guard, depending upon where I lived. Uh, and it did feel safer. I just meant out in the streets. Um, and again, with somebody so famous like that because there's a handful of you guys out there it's uh, Alec Baldwin you uh, some other like theater actors which let's face it you're not coming up to them on the street cuz you don't really give a shit unless it's Mandy Patinkin and then I'm going <laughs> then I'm going to yell that line about
2: uh, Montoya whatever the fuck his name was right that Her he's name the only is Diego one Diego right? Montoya yeah that's the only one like I wouldn't I don't think most people would even recognize anybody else from the theater and they don't most people don't know that Mandy Patinkin was a theater star for the vast majority Career. Sure. It was like he's got this new show now, but it was it was uh Princess Bride and then theater for the whole time and then Homeland. Uh-huh. And then, now it's this new show these guys pretty good too.
0: Lisa, you got a podcast. You know, we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, Adamandeve.com. Come on, what are the chances you're on the show today? Adamandeve.com is on the show today. Bob, I'll I'll bet my house. That there's got to be some form of Lisa Ann product there on the website. Go head on over to adamandeve.com. Uh, while you're doing that, by the way, promo code uh, Bros will get you 50% off plus free shipping. You only get one item, so choose wisely over there. What do we got as far as Lisa Ann is concerned?
3: Um, we have her literal vagina. No way. I, you I don't say. I am looking at what appears to be a diagram, a, a cutout, Oh, uh, you beautiful. can see her entire vaginal canal here. Um, yeah, I'm looking at oh, that. That's Bob. where that's where the cum goes.
0: Yeah, that's where that
3: cum that's where goes. That is. Yeah, I was
2: it's,
0: I didn't know what that was, but it kind of looks like a like a like a baby dinosaur. Uh, uh, it looks
2: like the tunnels from uh, Tremors.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's trim. what a
2: nice vag looks like, dude. It's like you know, sure is built man. for worms to go inside it. Incredibly detailed, big worms, not little ones. Sure, just so you know.
0: What's the name of that thing, Bob?
3: Uh, you know it has a uh, kind of a, a weird name, but it, so look just you can just search movie Lisa Ann on Adam and Eve, but it's the Lisa Ann movie download with realistic Vagina Stroker. Oh,
0: gotcha, gotcha which So sounds
3: like it was like a Chinese person named it and then put it into Google Translate. Yeah, uh, no, this but, is
0: great. I understand what they're going for here. So what it is is uh, you get to watch the movie while you're watching the porn. Then you get to, to use her pussy to, to jack off and see her comments. It,
2: look, it looks like the company that makes it is called Zero Tolerance. <laughs> what do you think that's about? <laughs> not what I would have expected for the brand. No,
0: no, um, definitely mean, like, not
2: at all. Like Fleshlight, that's a company whose name makes sense. Sure. It says exactly what it is. Yeah. Zero Tolerance for a fake puss. I'm not sure what I what I'm gleaning out of that.
0: It's, I'm not either. But their selection is endless over at Adam and Eve. 22 five star ratings. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. Look, it's a, here's a review uh, on Lisa Ann's vagina. Um, super stretchy, really tight, and the suction sounds that came out of it are the best. I used it, and my wife caught me, and then she had more fun with it than me. She used it on me till I couldn't take it anymore. Uh, that's sexy man 69, and that's yeah. a verified buyer. Yes, sure is so. Go ahead and jot that down.
0: (laughs) Lisa's in the restroom and she can't hear any of this right now, thank God. I didn't know. I was just guessing when we started reading this ad. This is fucking awesome.
2: What I'm sure of is she would have something more fucked
0: up to say than anything we've said. (laughs) Why risk it at this point? Look, go to adamandeve.com. Valentine's Day is coming up. Everybody's doing something fucked up with, uh, with their loved one. Or a first date or something like that. uh, Get them something from AdamandEve.com, brother. You can really light it up over there. It is endless. It's like the fucking cheesecake menu. Cheesecake factory menu. Yeah, If you're going on a
2: first date, just bring this thing with you. Drop it on the table. And based on her reaction, you'll know if she's the one.
0: Yep. 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 Man, Ah, the technology on that is amazing. Head on over to AdamandEve.com. Remember, one item. 50% off, plus free shipping. Choose wisely. Next up, we got HardAFSeltzer.com. We're now live in Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, Ohio, and Texas. Uh, Texas has been selling out everywhere. The HEB on Nutty Brown here in Austin, though, is all stocked up if you're here. Uh, They just ordered another, I don't know, 1,000 cases, so everything should be restocked. Uh, we are starting off in Dallas, Houston, and Austin first. Few stores in San Antonio, and uh, and making our way outward. After that, we did talk to the fucking PXs yesterday. Um, what's the story with that? How hard is it to get in these fucking military bases? They were like, "Hey, dude, you know we're uh, we're working on the category. Check back in with us in June. We only yeah. do two things a year. Well, They've got like, limited
2: what? shelf space. That's part of it, right? Okay, and it's." Uh an extremely discounted rate for a lot of stuff, mm. a lot of their other products. So it's like uh, think about a steakhouse where most most good steakhouses lose money on the steak and make money on the alcohol sales. Yes. So I'm sure a lot of it on a, on a PA. I don't know this for a fact, but just basic economics makes sense. Okay, that they would be pretty selective about that shelf space and want want to make sure that it's going to sell. I mean, it took uh, some of our friends' companies years to get into that I motherfucker. Know, so it'll it is what it is.
0: But you guys keep asking, that's why I wanted to bring it up here today. So if you know anybody um, that is uh, in that world as far as the PX uh, business is concerned, uh, hit them up. Let them know that uh, Hard AF Seltzer wants to, to launch there um because we've we've tried and uh and we got shot down until at least june over there uh it'd be great for one of you guys to put in a good word for us over there uh because we know you want it on bases, so do we uh, you can fucking rage it's eight percent no carbs no sugars and you just get fucking rocked uh when you're off there so put in a good word for us if, if you know anybody out there we'd appreciate it uh, in the meantime though we have a store locator on the site you type in your city or zip, and it'll take you to the closest store nearest you, and you can get a twelve pack. Yes, we still ship right to your house over there, but it's costly because you're shipping, you know, liquid in the mail. We'd rather you just go buy it in the stores, and, uh, and little by little, we'll start to open up more states uh, as the year goes on. We appreciate all the support. If you're in, you know, uh, the entire southeast. Uh, it's in every single Total Wines. Uh, same with Texas. We're in all the Piggly Wigglies over there in Alabama. We're in the HEBs in Texas. Frugal McDougal in Nashville is one of our hot spots, as well as that Total Wine out there. All the brunches in Wilmington, North Carolina, the Total Wine out there. Whiskey Creek out there for the restaurants. Columbus, Ohio, we're expanding as well. Uh, we're in uh, short, Short North. At the Pint House there, that's where everybody's watching the Super Bowl. Just go early, serving Hard AF there. And Urban Meyer's Pint House out in Short North uh, is serving it as well. Huge crowds for the Super Bowl get there earlier. So if you are partying for the big game coming up or the Daytona 500 this weekend, grab a 12-pack of Hard AF Seltzer.com today. Patankin and so you'd be all over, huh?
2: Just because he's the only motherfucker I would recognize. (laughs) Name one other theater guy.
0: Oh, it's tough. Ethan Hawke still does a lot of theater up there.
2: Uh, yeah, but nobody's like, "Oh, that's Ethan Hawke, the theater guy." No, no one no. would ever say that. No, that's <laughs> Ethan Hawke, the guy who did I'm three going, movies over the course of years. I'm going to years. see
1: uh, Jeremy Strong from Jeremy Strong. Awesome. Oh shit! Okay, so he's doing a three month uh, Broadway appearance here, um, and I got it booked in March. I bet you everyone will recognize him. Oh yeah, street, yeah, yeah, yeah. but so yeah. Succession was so good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but again, that's, they recognize him from HBO, not for-
0: Right. A uh, right. fantastic actor. Uh, that's awesome. What's the name of the show? Do you know? I'd love to see him. Oh, my gosh.
1: I'm going to look it up right now while you guys talk. Yeah, he, he's one of those d- He's
0: my- one of those dudes that uh, I'll go out of my way to go see in a play or wherever, and you know he's going to give it his all. Is it an enemy of the people?
1: Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. I just told you there enemy we go. of the people. Yeah. Look we'll at Bob. That's, that's Bob, our great. producer.
0: He's on fire today. Way to go, Bob. Uh, well, he, he's... Just Google, Hot it. Bob. Just Google it.
2: it's the Bob. one
1: thing living here. I try to see a show once a month. I try to enjoy as much of New York as I can because this New York isn't somewhere most likely you live forever.
0: It isn't. I, look, uh, it's tough to have kids there. It's tough to raise a family there. And uh, you're a sitch. It's great because um, you do have the best entertainment. It used to be the best city in the world. Dan and I haven't been recently. Mm. Um, it used to be
2: um, best food, best entertainment. Right, mm-hmm. um, best food is probably Vegas now. To be honest, just because they oh, built up the good- restaurant you're industry right. there's so yeah, much. Yeah, you're I mean, right. There, there's like a thousand. Every there's more. Restaurant. There's more master sommeliers in Vegas than any other That's city true. in the world. That's true. It's yeah. wild, man. But anyways, yeah, New York used to be the best.
0: It used to be the best. Um, how is the migrant thing? We read about it on fake news here all the time uh, and talk about the issue of it. Uh, I, depending upon what part of town you're in, you don't have to say it here. I'll just mention the towns. Um, they're having a, a bad problem in uh, in the village right now, the East Village. Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn, they're having a hard time. And uh, is it Queens, too, That where they took over the high school, I think? Um, are you seeing it personally? Oh, in Midtown. Midtown, they're all lined up outside of Midtown. And they're taking over hotels there. Have you personally seen it there?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's no way you can't see it. There's no way you do not notice. See our sidewalks are our freeways, right? Because most of us don't have a car. So we need those sidewalks to be clear and movable. And when you start having groups of people that are staying in a hotel, but they don't have anything to do during the day, but hang out. Then they start taking up these sidewalks and it becomes these neighborhoods where you're like, okay, you can't cut down the street. You got to go this way. Like some, there are unwalkable neighborhoods now in a city where it is mandatory to walk. They're also doing a lot of the same things they did in Southern California. They're selling fruits. Uh, they're selling different foods. And what bothers me about it is we have fruit vendors here. Those fruit vendors had to be vaccinated to be fruit vendors. Those fruit vendors have to have a permit and have to go through all of these things and be inspected by the city. And now we have people that are just kind of cutting into whatever the little profit is those people make to be out there every single day in all climates, right? We're seeing that hustle. We're seeing a lot of we don't know what to do with the women that are out asking for money with children on the street because what we're hearing from the hotel workers are is that the men are staying in the hotel and drinking all day and sending the wives out there. But I will tell you the craziest thing I see—they are doing the smartest thing. They are doing something I did when I was a stripper. That, that when I tell people they were like, "This was the smartest thing." I would take my cash from the road, not want to go travel all the way home with too much cash. I would buy a bunch of prepaid Visa gift cards. And if you don't register those gift cards, you just use them as, you know, cash, right? Like a gift card. Sure. I see these women in all the Duane Reade CVS anywhere you stop in the city with loads of cash and they are laundering it tax free onto these Visa gift cards so that they can operate, you know, like the rest of us, they're getting the cash because we know Grubhub and these delivery companies are giving them bikes and paying them cash under the table to deliver food so again we now have unvaccinated people in our elevators and i'm not pro-vax anti-vax anything about it but the fact that we couldn't do anything in this city for 15 months and we had to be vaccinated to stay residents you couldn't stay in your apartment if you didn't get vaccinated uh and now we have all these people in our elevators that are just unvaccinated it's just flipped the script to such the craziest way and Now we're getting into some temperatures where it's going to be very challenging. We don't let people sleep on the street here when it's less than 32 degrees, which we should not, right? We don't have enough space to put them. And that is why a lot of students here now are going back to being home and doing classes remotely because they're starting to use the schools in New York to house the migrants.
0: Yeah, Uh, which we saw the other day, I believe it was James Madison High School. They told them to get out learn from home for a couple of days. We're going to put these migrants in there and all that stuff. Uh, most of our again, friends, by the
1: way, not to interrupt throws sure. off the ecosystem because these parents have a hard time. Now somebody has to stay home, right? How do you get a sitter? You know, now what are you going to do? How was, what was your work situation? This throws off everything.
0: Everything. And and that's what I saw the moms complaining about the most. They were like, look, it's not just keeping the kids home and then them not having social skills or everything else. But then we have to stay home. Somebody's got to be there for the kids. I can't call my what am I supposed to do? call my boss and say, hey, the migrants took over to my my kid's school. I need the day off because now I've got to spend it with them. No, you're putting their lives and their livelihoods at risk by doing this. And the whole thing is fucking insane. Most of Dan and I's friends have moved out of New York City. Is that something uh, that you're thinking about or pondering in the near future?
1: I'm not ready yet because I love it here. Uh, you know, I'm back doing a show with Sirius XM on the comedy raw channel. I'm back using the studio, which is really exciting for me. I've got a good little existence here and I want to, I want to stay. you know, I love my building. I've made so many friends here. We have like our own community. So I feel very unaffected. And in the, Roots of the places that I go, I know how to pivot and I know my directs and I know how to avoid what I have to avoid. But, you know, if we could have had one wish before this became our biggest problem that we're facing right now, I wish we would have taken the time to legalize the people that have already been here you know, that worked so hard to be here and did everything like, remember when Gumpy was deported for over a year to Canada because of the Pat McAfee, there was some mishap of yeah. paperwork. Like, you know, I couldn't believe i let like, Gumpy, just run through the border. Just go to Mexico. Just come up. Y'all pick you up. Um, I wish we would have done things right. And now what are we going to do with this current situation? We have these ghost kitchens popping up everywhere in the city. We have that like, here.
0: We have that in Austin. Yeah.
1: They're, they're bars and restaurants that are renting out their kitchens. And guess what? These workers that are cooking, they're not, That nothing's being inspected. It's not the same regulations. Mm -hmm. Like the whole, yeah, it's wild. Well, there's a solution to it. uh,
2: And Germany came up with it. Not the final solution, by the way, this is a more (laughs) modern solution. (laughs) Uh, It was to deal with the, uh, the, the Poland immigration crisis that they were dealing with. I actually wrote my master's thesis on this. So what Germany did was, um, They provided work visas Mm -hmm. to pretty much anybody that wanted one that had a job lined up stateside, right or German side, I guess, fatherland side. Um, And if you were a company, and these people were inspected, given an alien number, the whole thing, right? Uh, And if you were, um, if your business hired anybody from any country, but especially from Poland, um, who didn't go through that process, your your business was shut down. All of your assets were liquidated. Like everything, right? So you, you have a construction company. They take everything, all of your money, all of like any money that's in any, any bank account that's associated with that business. They take all the assets there and they shut the business down permanently. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Not anymore, though. Once that, uh, that dumb bitch Merkel got in, yeah. she just let fucking North African Muslims overrun that fucking place. Yeah, And it's fucked out. <laughs> Germany's fucked out. So is Italy to some degree, right? It's because they're in the EU. Anybody in the EU, they have a requirement to take in at least 150,000 illegal immigrants, basically, per year. Anybody that shows up on the border until they reach 150K, yeah. they, have to, they have to let them in, Jeez. more or less. Unless they're on the, the Interpol terror watch list.
0: Well, we're, we're in the millions over here, so it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but the,
2: like, they don't have—Germany's <laughs> what— 80 million people. I mean, it's not even, none of those countries are even close to population wise, what we are.
0: No, so that's no, no, a lot no. of people
2: for them, especially Italy.
0: And I look at New York city where you're at least, I think the number is at 65,000 and it has crippled the city. And that's, well, even, well, that's what we're getting here. Today, even down worse. In Texas.
2: That's even worse in Denver. Denver is way smaller than New York city. And they've got 40,000 yeah. right now. Yeah.
1: I think we're actually closer to a hundred thousand. The accurate count that came out last week was over 95,000 uh, here. Uh, because they're trying to, you know, bus them other places. And as soon as they get on a bus, they try and discount the number. But what's happening is they're coming back. Most of where they're busting them to, they're going there and saying, oh, they set up, you know, uh, different camps and different things. And they're like, oh, there's no TVs or anything to do there. So we don't want to stay. So we stayed on the bus. You know, like they're just not, they're not, they don't want to. It's a wild time. Um, and it's, it's definitely crippling parts of the city. It's definitely affecting things, but it's also it's scary to see that many people out with their children and not have what they need and not have a a place to sleep when it's this cold. And it also makes me worry for our our homeless people that we've always had, that we know who they are, that we've always been able to take care of. And we, we couldn't put them first because we can't choose now.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I uh, live in there. There's always a, a certain group that's around your block. And then over time, yeah, you know you're them. leaving the building every Yeah, you know them. And you're like, oh, yeah, hey, I, mean, what's I buy stuff, lunch
1: two, three times a week. I got a guy who stands outside the grocery store. I, I won't give anybody food, but I will. I won't give anybody money, but I will buy food. If it's super hot, I'll buy cold water. Like, I'll do those things. I just don't give money.
0: I would used to only give Steel Reserve. I'm not kidding. I'd be like, "Hey, let's let's be real. You want you probably want to get fucked up today, and I don't blame you. Shit's gonna be hot today, or it's gonna be you know super freezing in the winter." I was like, "What do you want?" And they would always be like, "Yo, are you serious?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." They're like, "A uh, can of Steel Reserve." I was like, "Let's go, let's go. I'll I'll get you the Steel Reserve." Uh, want to flip on over to the Super Bowl here? Uh, obviously, we got the Chiefs and the 49ers back in it again. Um, Wait, before we
2: talk about the actual game, can we talk about this Taylor Swift stuff for a minute? Which one? Like why? I can't tell what's real and what's not real about this, this alleged argument that's going on. Like all, most of the mainstream.
0: Oh, I, you know, I was most, thinking that. Too most last of the mainstream night. press yeah. is
2: saying like, oh, MAGA is going after Taylor Swift. And may, I've seen a lot of people talking shit about it. Like she's a psyop or something. It's like, yeah, she's definitely the first liberal entertainer to endorse a political candidate. I can't remember any of them. Yeah, sarcasm there. Like, what the fuck?
3: Uh, I saw someone the other day say she came out as a Democrat in 2020. Oh, yeah, I'm sure sure she she was
2: never a Democrat before that. Like, fuck off, dude. But who cares? man she's like a fucking girl that's dating a football player that's going to his games is that is that new so
0: i thought i saw this last night but I don't, I don't, no why I, I was thinking about this last night
2: i don't know anybody like some of the dumbest right wing people i know like matt walsh from the daily wire for example he's a total cunt right mm-hmm. but even he's like this is stupid <laughs> Yeah, like what the fuck are you guys talking about? I, I agree, and like I don't, I don't think anybody actually believes in any of this stuff. I think people were talking shit and having fun, or maybe some. There was like Jack, maybe maybe some neck beards on Twitter were talking shit about it and
3: stuff. The only one I saw who's like an actual influencer, I don't know how to say his name. I was fucking up. Jack. Oh, Pro, Pro, Probisic or whatever.
2: Paza Pazo. Yeah, yeah he he's, goes by he's, Provo or yeah, something. He's like that. A fucking, he's a fucking. He's a cunt too.
0: Yeah. Um, but but with that, I thought the same thing last night where I saw these articles pop up that uh, MAGA hated and all this other yeah. stuff. I don't know anybody that hates Taylor Swift. No, I, uh, the, no one is surprised that she's a fucking Democrat. No, like She already did a campaign just, for the governor in 2020. Yeah, in j- tough just, Tennessee.
2: Just two things on it. One, if you do actually hate it. I mean, if you hate her being overexposed, she was on screen for the 44 seconds. 24. 24, 24, 24 seconds. 24 so. seconds, yeah. Um, so relax. And then if, if you actually hate her because of whatever the fuck you're thinking. You're a fucking dummy. You're dumb as shit. Yeah. Uh, But I don't believe that that's the case. I think people talk shit about anything. This
0: seems seems like a made up story by the media to get her on the side. And because immediately the left last night came out and they were like, we support Taylor Swift against these crazy. But everybody already
2: knew she was a lefty. Who cares? I don't give a fuck. No, like, I, if you if you only listen to music or watch movies or read books by people who are your political party, especially if you're Republican, then you're not going to read or watch very much or listen. You know what I mean? Because they're all lefties. Exactly. For the most part. So who fucking cares? This is nothing new. Yeah. It's so irritating. I feel like it's all made up, though. I really do.
0: I do, too. Um, And, you know, I don't, do you get the same feeling as you're watching this unfold?
1: I feel like the news could not be happier this is happening right now. I agree. Because we don't have to talk about what's really going on and the important things. And it's not immigration. It's war. It's the mistakes that we're making. It's the fact that we don't have a vice president. It's the fact that it's an election year and all everybody is trying to do is make sure Someone can't run. It is a great distraction. And I think everybody is thrilled by it because they don't have to really tell Americans what's going on and what to be concerned about and how to be prepared. That's the world we live in right now poor girl. I mean, she created her own economy in a time where our president was not helping our economy. So with that said, kudos to her. People spent so much money to go to her shows. Mind blowing how much tickets were and that everyone can afford it. Fantastic. But for the news, boy, this is the best thing that could have ever happened at a time like this, because there is such a bigger conversation that needs to be happening about where security of our country is right
0: now. I agree. And uh, all of it feels like some weird distraction of of what's actually going on here. Cause to, to your point, Dan, I felt the same way last night. I was like, I don't know anybody that genuinely hates her. Yeah. Are you annoyed that uh, she's dating one of the best football players on the planet and they're showing her on television? Yeah, maybe. But other than that, who gives a shit? Me personally, I don't give a shit. It just seems like something to bitch about, which is fine. Like people bitch about stuff, but I don't really see anybody bitching except for the media about it. Like I, I haven't, Seen like outright hatred for Taylor oh, I Swift. I see
1: people on Twitter bitching it's about it. It's Twitter, yeah. It. Mostly I, is where I see it. You know, I see, I see it. But again, everybody, this is the perfect propaganda moment. Yeah. Here we are, and also, we are right now in one of the quietest, most important news cycles of potentially our generation, and no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Because everybody's worried about. <laughs> Travis, okay, God, which, which is <laughs> I,
2: I, it, made for some interesting allies. Like, uh, a, the, the religious right now is like she's the one pop star that's pretty wholesome,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's yeah. The, that's that's and, and also the biggest pop star on earth and pretty wholesome. Why are you mad about this exactly? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know, it's weird. It's not, it's not like I
1: think it's adorable. I mean, do you guys remember when Jessica Simpson was dating Tony Romo?
0: Yeah, and that well, the problem was Tony sucks, right? So Travis is in the Super <laughs> Bowl, and that's the difference, right? She could have been a beloved figure if Tony was winning all those games, and then you're like, all right, fuck, in Dallas, because that was during the time when she was doing Dukes of Hazard. So that was that was I Daisy too. I was Dukes. in M
1: and M video where we had a girl play Jessica Simpson, and M M&M and was Tony Romo around the Dukes of Hazard car.
0: That was the time. So if if he was winning and he would have won a championship with her, she would have been just as, as popular. Travis is winning, and then they're in the Super Bowl. And on top of it, she's had the greatest year, arguably, of, of any musician in the history of, uh, of the world. Uh, yeah, I'd
2: have to check on that adjusted for inflation, but it's got to be in the top five or ten at least. Easily. I mean, I, mean, I can't think of maybe Michael Jackson.
0: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, after
2: yeah. after uh, uh, black or white, maybe because mm-hmm. he, 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 he did like a he did a U.S. and he European did a global tour in uh, Asian too. Yeah, he did all three in one year. So he probably made a fuck. I mean, adjusted for inflation. He made sure. But,
0: but that's about it. Right. So there was MJ and then there's Taylor Swift right now. Um, and I don't hate any of it. Uh, and I actually shit, I'll take it a step further. I actually like their relationship where it seems gen- so far. It seems genuine. You finally got a dude. So like you're promoting at least like, Hey, let's go out and date real men again. Um, you know, and this guy's tearing people's faces off on the field and kicking over tees. He's aggressive. And it's like, great uh, what, what's wrong with that um and everything that's going on in her personal life with all these people breaking in her house and all that other shit that's the dude she should be with what do you think john mayer's gonna protect her with an acoustic guitar it's not gonna happen uh whereas travis will put a motherfucker through a wall and i think i like it. i like watching her go down
1: I also really enjoyed, you know, this is a woman that works incredibly hard, organizes her own tours, works with her, you know, her family is part of her business, doesn't have a manager setting things up. After doing that intensive of a tour where she was doing shows every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The first couple games that she went to just seeing her in the box, enjoying the same thing that I was, Mm -hmm. I felt a connection. I was like, this is so cool for a fan of football to see someone stop their life and do the same thing as us on a Sunday and watch this game with so much intensity. Like I was just like, good for her doing some real life stuff because I'm pretty sure she's worked more in her life already than some people will work their entire life and though she loves what she does it's a grind she had to go through that the court case to get her her music back like this girl has put the time in and in a young age did you see her watching games with a cocktail her hand i was like This is cool. This is really, really
0: cool. Exactly. That's why I lay off of it. I'm like, let her have a good time. Who gives a shit? And it's good for the sport. It's bringing in eyeballs. That AFC championship was the highest rated game in the history uh, of football. That was a non-Super Bowl game. So uh, the more the merrier. With Taylor, I'm fine with it. Uh, One of our biggest sponsors is MyBookie.com. Promo code DRINKINGBROS DOUBLES. That first deposit all the way up to $1,000. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Who you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Kansas City is playing the 49ers in Las Vegas currently, and the spread has been all over the place. Uh, It is at minus two right now for the 49ers. Who you got?
1: I I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I just feel like they know the whole protocol to get there. Uh, I was at the 2020 Super Bowl in Miami when it was this exact same matchup, although it was Jimmy G and not Brock Purdy. I do see that there, if you looked at the spreadsheet of the weapons that Brock Purdy has to choose from up against what Kansas city has been working with, it's scrap heap and it's, it's grimy like my fantasy football championship I one, but I won it, but it was a disgusting looking team. I can, cons- my concerns are players like MVS, you know, MVS has about five to six big games in a row, but they're normally not two weeks in a row. He had a big moment or two in this last game. Now there's a buffer week in between, but I worry about being able to rely on just him. We know that Travis Kelsey is going to get it done. They're putting it together, though, with two running backs as opposed to having a Christian McCaffrey. The biggest difference has been bringing in Spags and really having a defense that mattered. What we used to love about having Patrick Mahomes on our fantasy football squads was the fact that they could be down by 30 and he'd come out at the half and throw four touchdowns and you'd be like, Oh, this is fantasy football. Crazy. Like, this is amazing this year without the weapons doesn't matter because we're going to keep the score down. Sure. We're going to go to the half. It's going to be seven, seven, which is like the most boring game ever. Uh, but it's been smart. It's worked. So right here today. I want to say I'm taking the Chiefs. Again, I'll be listening to news for the next two weeks. Who knows what's going to happen? Somebody can get injured in practice. Mm -hmm. Something, whatever. Somebody can go to concussion protocol. Like, we just don't know. So I can't give a prediction this far and really say I'm sticking with it 100. But if I had to, gun to my head, I'm going to go with Kansas City. Also, fun Taylor Swift fact, I'm sure you know by now. Her big number is thirteen. Uh, she writes it on her hand. It's it's a it's a great story, and she's already been to twelve games, and the Super Bowl would be the thirteenth. So that also gives a little <laughs> juice to Kansas City.
0: Uh, uh, I like it. I don't. I don't. Uh, I was unaware of that. and I don't know what the 13 stands for for her. It's
1: her lucky number. It's a big Taylor Swift thing. If you've watched any docu series or any shows, she was in a movie and she had it written on her hand. I can't remember what movie that was, but she was so cute in it.
2: Okay. Maybe she's a member of MS 13. Yeah.
0: It could be a gang member. She's a Guatemala. Yeah. Gangster. That's maybe yeah. that's what they're talking about. You never now. know, you never know <laughs> where she's a PSYOP. She's yeah. MS 13 and she's the head of the gang, you know, and she's here she's for a all your plant. shit.
1: She's a plant.
0: Yep. Yeah. She's going to fucking stab you, Lisa. So get ready.
1: No, no. No Sorry, one's stabbing me. I'm stabbing them. Don't you worry.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm uh, so I'm all in on Moneyline Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to Moneyline mm-hmm. Chiefs here. Um, I'm not going to take the two points or any of that other stuff. I'm torn over the over under. It's coming in at forty seven and a half right now uh, because of what you just said. Actually, it's, the an, last, under. it's an under. I, I agree. It's an under. I, the last few games with KC, they've been so comfortable with how great their defense is. That they don't have to score a lot of points. Um, they just grinded out the clock. I felt like they did that uh, against the Ravens. Uh, they did it against Miami when they were overplaying in Germany. Uh, when they, and when they had to light it up against the Bills and, and drop a ton of points, they were able to do that. I just don't trust Brock Purdy whatsoever. And I think the rest of the team is, is fantastic, but I've also noticed, and Dan and I have uh, said the same thing, their run defense for the 49ers it's susceptible for a big game. I did sprinkle money on Pacheco as my MVP, as well as Kelsey uh, over there. And uh, I could see him having a monster coming out party because Chase Young looks like he's stuck in cement for some reason.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's how you defeat a great pass rush though. You run the ball and this is what people found out about Dallas and Michael Parsons this year. We've talked about a lot, but if you run effectively right at him, it takes him out of the pass rush in the, uh, 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 the run defense as well. So you know, the the difference between the two teams is that they both have great pass rushes, probably two of the best in the league, top five at least. And um, the 49ers have two or maybe even three, if you count Elijah Mitchell, like mm-hmm. serious running backs, right? Like Debo Samuel primarily a wide receiver, but he can run the ball really well. Yes. Yeah. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey can. So it's going to be. A long day. This is going to be one of the best Super Bowls we've seen in a while. And I don't mean high scoring necessarily. It's just going to be a great fucking game.
0: I think so too. Like I, uh, I think and Devo's I, got a couple extra weeks to heal up, yeah. even though he still looked great in the last
2: game. So is McCaffrey. He he had he landed on his head in that big run Yeah. Line, um and it, they were working on his neck a little bit on the sideline. I think that was in the fourth quarter, too. So yep. we'll, we'll see how yep. he comes out. Um but I, yeah, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs, to be yeah. honest. And I like yeah uh Valdez Scantling is inconsistent, but Rishi Rice has been pretty consistent this year.
0: Yeah, he's looked great. Yeah, he
2: had a couple of catches. Another sprinkle,
0: by the way. So, MVP... uh, Actually, I would take
2: Rishi Rice for first score of the game. Yeah,
0: so I've got uh, MVP. I took Rishi Rice. Um, I took Kelsey, and I took uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Odds are super great on those for MVP, Um, because obviously it's always usually a quarterback. So, Mahomes and Purdy are number one uh, on that list. McCaffrey's at number three as far as Vegas is concerned right now. Uh, Those are the MVPs. And then I'm going to look at Rishi Rice for for maybe a first touchdown there. And and I think that's a, that's a really good bet. I won it last week with Kelsey score. The first touchdown paid off at eight and a half to one. I mean, the 49ers gave up what nine or 10 receptions to
2: Laporta last week. So they, that's a problem for them. Mm -hmm. When you, when you bring your front seven like that, that tight end, if he's competent is going to get some fucking plays for sure. So you don't want to, I don't know if they're going to change it up because you don't want to play that shit with Kelsey.
0: I agree. Uh,
2: Before we get to another
1: reason, uh, another real quick reason why I think it'll be under for sure is Super Bowl halftime show throws off every player. Every player I've ever interviewed has said Super Bowl halftime show, the third quarter is a slug. Your body has cooled off too much. It's been too much time. There's usually still soot from whatever pyrotechnics went off during the show, and that whole third quarter becomes a scoring wash unless it's on the ground. So that's something to consider when you're looking at the total points for the Super Bowl.
0: And also ushers going to be making love in the club. So there could be a lot of lube out there on the field. Could be a slippery surface. Slippery, yeah, yeah. And it's Vegas, which is slippery
2: by its own nature. Right. Yeah. Um, sure. Uh, yeah. I wonder if, uh, what are the chances Taylor Swift performs at all? Zero. Oh,
1: Zero. No. Come no, on. people now. are talking about that, which no. is the silliest thing ever. Well, she's going to be We're in Japan doing
0: a show the night before the night before so she that. can time travel back. So there is a day thing. I talked about in Ross patch. International.: day day. Yes. Um, so she's going to gain that day. Yeah. So she will be there. Yeah,
2: but she's going to be fucked, tired. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she may could use some. Uh, uh, she's well. got a. She's got Plus, a, a. You king know, the size Super, Bowl, on that jet. Super
1: Bowl doesn't. Super Bowl doesn't pay, and she wouldn't even let Fox play her music for free for the game. That's right. A couple times it was. I love her business savvy. Like, no, we're not doing that. Now, sure, it made sense. Here's a residency in Vegas this year. I went to see him one of his opening weeks. Great show. Everybody's going to love it. Uh, So it made sense that he'd be doing a Super Bowl show. But no, she's not going to work that day and pack merch. She's got 300 extra people with her. She's going to be hanging out with her gal, pal, Brittany, and Mr. (laughs) and Mrs. Kelsey, the parent, (laughs) which I love all of it.
0: I know you do. And it brings in a totally brand new audience (laughs) and everything else. I think it's good for the sports uh, and good for them. Look, it's always a blast when you're here. I'm going to take one question for the audience real quick. How does a normal guy get somebody like you? And what would the first date look like?
1: Um, well, you know, this is such an interesting question because first of all, I don't know what people today consider normal because what I think some guys consider normal is painting their nails. And I don't know if we're all in the same range as normal. Can I ask you two, how you feel about this new thing with guys painting their nails?
0: Hate it. It's, it's completely fucking retarded to me. I don't. It's
1: bizarre.
0: Yeah. I've been carrying a gun
2: in my uh, waistband for 20 years. That's how I feel about it.
1: (laughs) So it's really about what you're normalized. But the most important thing when you want to attract anyone, uh, you know, let's say like myself, is you, you have to be solid in yourself. You have to be confident. You have to be where you want to be in life. You have to be taking care of yourself. You know, fitness, you know, just being healthy. You have to be positive and just don't be a simp. Because the second it turns into that simp moment where you're like, no girl wants that. So have some balls and bring them. And a first date, you know, I think it's, it's great to keep something casual. Like in the city, I think a walk in the park or doing something. You don't need to be locked into a whole dinner. Because the last time I went on a date with somebody that I didn't know, it was during the summer a year or two ago. Uh, and I had on open toed shoes and did not realize that this man had an incredible foot fetish and he proceeded to just look over the table and under the table at my feet for about the first 15 minutes. I went to the bathroom. I texted a girlfriend. I'm like, bring me a pair of socks, go to Dwayne Reed, get a pair of socks (laughs) and bring them to me because I need to put socks on so I can have a conversation with this guy. Don't be that guy. So if somebody wants to date me that bad, there's probably a reason why that it should be. I hope that I just cross paths with a stranger that is nice, but be confident and think about it. You know, like don't try and bat out of your league. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. like a lot of guys think because they're in love with me that they should deserve to go out with me. You know what I'm like? What do you, what do you bring to the table? Well, I look. Excited cuts. Like I met a Monday.
0: We follow you on Instagram. It looks like you're at a lot of Knicks games. Would a Knicks game be a great first date? And maybe uh, there's an Olive Garden in Times Square. If you're getting real Italian, no Olive
1: Garden. No, i for no, no. Man, Lisa. Uh, you know, a sporting event, a sporting event is a great first date. I don't think a movie is a good first date, but mm. a sporting event is a great first date because you're not staring at each other. Yeah. You're actually focused on something else. I think but baseball go and that, hockey
2: are probably better than basketball though.
0: Oh, like shit. it's easier Yankee, to have a, yeah, a Yankees. It's easier yeah. to have a yeah. conversation yeah. in
2: hockey or, or baseball. Basketball is like squeaky and loud and That's shit true. all the time. That's um, true. not that it's like maybe a second or third date for something like that, but hockey is and good. don't
1: be on your phone. If you're going on a date with somebody, don't be on your phone. You're not a surgeon. You're not on call. Put your phone down. You know what I'm saying? You're not that important. I like why
0: well, I do surgeries. He, Dan does. I'm just not a surgeon. So. No, he just does it uh, more on like the hobby aspect here. Yeah. And I do too. I'm an amateur uh, circumcision artist. And, uh, and I'll do it for friends, you know, who are uncirced and, uh, you know, I've got a booklet and they can sit down and pick out what they want. Uh, snow's cut is what I specialize in. Uh, princess cut is usually number two on that list. I like the emerald cut myself. Yeah. Uh, the emerald, uh, Mm. it's or, or pillow Mm -hmm.
2: or cushion or pear. Sure. Uh, any of those are okay, but really I think the snow's cuts the classiest.
3: Thank you. And Ross does a great goes old school moil with it. Correct. Oh, well,
2: not the full. Old school oil.
3: What are you pulling yeah. out there? you got
2: two bottles of wine. What are you pulling She's out just there? chugging wine, dude. Middle of the day. So
1: I, you know, I, I hear your ads, right? Because I know I'm you know, learning all about the alcohol business, what it's like to get in state by state. So uh-huh. one of the things I want to do in my retirement, which is not going to be not working, but like something to do, you know, I'd love to have a property in Italy and I'd love for my friends to come over and visit me there. So and does so Dan. I partnered with a... What?
0: So does Dan. That's his dream. You know, yes. What's that? To, to have a place in, uh, in Italy. Uh, it's one of them, yeah. Yeah. For sure, yeah.
2: That's your like, dream, too? But I like the Adriatic. Yeah. I, like, uh, I like maybe, I don't like the Amalfi Coast, too many people there, but Trieste. I like is Sicily. A good yeah, Sicily's good. There's a lot of good. Okay. The, the good thing about Sicily is there's boats near where farmland exists, which is kind of rare, to be honest, in the world. So
1: I partnered with a winery in Sicily. Okay. And private-labeled my own wine. And uh, part of that is to later in life be able to do some wine tours with an English speaking host. I'm learning Italian right now. I'm selling exclusively in New York for this first run, and we've just sold all of our first cases. It takes about three months to get the next over there. But the winery was on 100 acres of the most incredible, beautiful nature on the top of Ganji, which is the highest altitude on the entire island of Sicily. And the air there was so pure and everything was incredible. So this is my new venture. Everyone can follow on Instagram at Lisa by Lisa Ann.
0: That's awesome. Did you physically fly there and go out and and do the tastings and all that stuff? That's what we have to do for Hard AF Seltzer.
1: Yeah. And I also flew there for the harvest for next year in the fall to kind of see what kind of grapes came through. You know, they had a lot of natural disasters this year. They had a volcano erupt. They had fire. They had floods. So it's going to limit the production of what's coming out of Sicily for the next couple of years. So that also made me want to lock into Isolating all of it for myself to make sure that I can take advantage of a couple of years from now when there's a shortage of Sicilian wine. That's I awesome. I would like to own it all.
0: Yeah, Bethany Frankel from Real Housewives uh, has made a, a killing off of skinny girl wine and yeah. all that other stuff. I think it's fantastic. Is that uh, a Cabernet?
1: So the red is a Norella Mascalese and the white is a Grillo. Uh, And this DOC label, this Grillo has won uh, an awards in Italy for the past two, three years in a row. And it's also a grape that's only indicative of that region of Sicily because of the altitude and how it needs to grow.
0: So Dan here has got one of the biggest wine collections I've seen in real life. (gasps) Um, he's,
1: Dan and I are so much alike. I I, I know, never known this.
0: It's starting to get creepy. Uh cuz even look, we watched the, the games uh, a couple weeks ago and uh not only did does he a great cook, uh but we always have glasses of wine from uh his favorites and he'll bring those out. Uh this is hilarious. So where can people get this in New York City?
1: So I have it at all of my favorite restaurants. They're all listed on Lisa by Lisa Ann's Instagram. Of course, all the Sapphire clubs have taken it. And the girls in the club are so selling it for me. It's adorable. All the girls that get, you know, they get a kickback on selling bottles. Sure. And when I first brought it in, they all took pictures. They're like, you know, I'm like a big sister to them. They're like, okay, Lisa, we'll make sure we sell this. It's so cute. Uh, And my first liquor store is in Brooklyn. It's in Williamsburg. And I'm doing an event there. Saturday, February tenth. My first liquor store. They've already had to reorder twice because it keeps selling. So I'm so happy.
0: That's awesome! Congratulations on your success. This is the point in the show we get to the Drinking Bro of the Week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to?
1: Who did I give it to last time? Do you remember?
0: I do. Uh, who and was he, it? He's uh, he's no longer with us. So
1: oh, it was Larry Flint.
0: Yep. Yeah. Right? It was Larry I'm gonna Flint. give
1: this one to Suze Randall. And Suze Randall is releasing a book. Uh, she's took photos for years. She's been a model. She was on the cover of Vogue. She was the first female photographer in what she likes to call the smut biz. And she's an incredible human and still part of my life. So Suze Randall, cheers to you and your new book.
0: That's awesome. Uh, and then tell everybody where they can find you on social media, OnlyFans, and everywhere else.
1: Everything is the same. The real Lisa Ann. Don't be an idiot when Lisa Caroline, Lisa Ann, reaches out to you and says, this is my private account, and you mean so much to me that I'm messaging you because they're going to scam you, okay? So Lisa by <laughs> Lisa Ann is the wine, and the real Lisa Ann is everything else.
0: Awesome. Best to ever do it, Lisa. Every time you're here, it's a true treat. And look, if we ever get back to New York City, we'll do a live show in town together. You're heading out to the Super Bowl, you staying in town for it.
1: I'm staying in town. I'll be hosting at Sapphire 60. Nice to keep it local enough to be in the craziness of the crowds. But I'm going to try to make time this year to come to Austin. It's on one of my trips. I'd love to meet you two in person. And uh, Dan, we'll have some wine.
0: Yeah, got to get you in the studio. uh, And we'll do a wine tasting live on air and test out your knowledge. I'd love to see the two of you guys go head to head. That'd be fun thank you for being here uh lisa Ann. everyone follow her buy her wine wherever it is sold go to instagram there's a huge links tree over there you can find out everything about her uh always a blast when you're on we appreciate it for d'anthony d'anthony holloway i'm ross patterson this is the drinking bros podcast good night everyone